0: Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates talk about a new movie every week. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Same make.
1: These were taken at the West Highland Police Station, 1984. You were there. Same model. These were taken
0: today. You have to let me see my son. He's in great danger. New mission. Once, he was programmed to destroy the future. You don't know what it's like to try to kill one of these things. Now, his mission... Get down! ...is to protect it. Mom! Come with me if you want to live. loyalty is to a child who sent you you did 35 years from now and his enemy he's a terminator like you right not like me is the deadliest machine ever built can it be destroyed unknown this time there are two terminator two as always i'm your host Corbin's vocal and with me is my co-host cody webb cody how are we doing
1: we're back, baby. Uh what is episode, episode three? Episode season finally, two, episode three. Finally, I get a pick of my movie. Uh, you know, it's about time. I thought we were gonna go the entire season, you know, without me getting to pick a movie. Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Episode three, how you been doing?
0: Uh a weird complaint there <laughs> saying you haven't gotten to pick a movie. Uh you, you picked the last movie of, of season one. Uh, but I guess here you go. You got your movie. I think actually uh I mentioned that I had watched the first Terminator on that final episode, that grown-ups episode, and you, you said, "Oh, we'll have to do T two soon," and uh, here we are. So, uh, why, why don't we get into it? Uh, tell us, tell us why you picked the movie, Cody. Yeah, man, here we are. Uh... <laughs> hearing you that I watched the Terminator.
1: <laughs> well, I think that did have something to do with it because, um, yeah, you said you had watched the first one, I was like, Oh, have you seen the second one? And you're like, No. I was like, what the hell? Um obviously I I'm just a big fan of this movie. Um uh I just think, you know, for when this movie came out, like the early eighties, it's actually I feel like a classic or at least an action classic. And you know, I just wanted to spread spread some of my knowledge to you and uh, you know, get you get you to watch a movie that I think is really good. Um I'm not a big fan of like the Terminator franchise. I I don't even like the first one, obviously from a technical standpoint, is very, very good. Um, but this is my this is definitely my favorite in the uh, franchise. And so yeah, I just wanted to you know uh bring it to bring it to the pod and see what uh you thought about it. Um but yeah, let, let's get into this thoughts, I, I want to hear your uh your thoughts on this movie. After a first viewing, like uh it ended like ten minutes ago as well. So not much time to sing okay I don't think. But yeah, go just, for it.
0: Just watch the watch the movie today for the very first time. Uh, I was thinking about this is, I think, the second oldest movie that we've watched so far in the show. Um, Princess Bride being the oldest. Uh, uh, I'm
1: bringing all the classics to the table, dude. But
0: not not the first sequel that we've seen because we did watch Uh, The Last Jedi. Um, But a sequel on the show instead of, you know, the first in a franchise um, definitely has some interesting implications. I would say uh, right off the bat, this movie is better than the first one. Um, which you know is a rare occurrence for sure. Like um, being able to come up, come with a sequel that is uh, better than the first one. I don't think it's like better by a lot, uh, but I definitely enjoyed the action more, the story more. Um, I think the inclusion of the child as the as like the plot device and like being hunted down rather than just Sarah Connor, um, and then the fact that there's essentially two robots that are fighting each other was just more interesting than. Arnold Schwarzenegger running around trying to shoot a lady um it's a solid action movie for sure um you talked about the effects a little bit there and some of them hold up a little bit some of them don't hold up as well uh there's definitely some moments when you're like oh this is some really rough cgi but it's easy to recognize that like in 1991 that this is very impressive um industrial light and magic uh did a really fantastic job for this being you know 91 the stuff in this does look better than you know a lot of the like 2000s early star wars stuff so i guess that is uh <laughs> comparative, prequel, comparatively comparatively
1: cgi is absolutely terrible compared comparatively
0: to this, yeah. like this is pretty impressive um everything that's like practical in this movie like um the makeup on schwarzenegger's face Uh, the actual, like, physical uh, metal robot bodies. Like, I think that stuff looks fantastic. Uh, This was nominated and I think might have won the Oscar for Best Makeup and obviously, like, very justifiably so. Um, Also, on top of that, um, the one thing I don't really love about this movie is that it doesn't have a lot of, like, heart or, like, feeling up until, like, right at the end. The final moment when, like, the terminator sacrifices himself like that's an emotional moment but i think everything up to that is just kind of like it's just an action movie uh, and there's not really any other layers to it um and then my final initial thought is just that uh time travel is confusing man and that stuff doesn't make we're we're two movies in a row <laughs> ain't that
1: true i'm back that completely dude this um this movie um i don't know how many times i've seen it but whatever this watch was It just kind of is like get your mind in a meld, I feel like. Um time travel, it doesn't really make sense the more you think about it, I think. Um especially
0: the rules of like this franchise. Exactly. If you want to like try and follow it that way, is
1: like every time they send somebody back in time, it would change the present right away, right? So are they saying that it creates a pocket universe and it splits out? Because then that doesn't really make sense because they sent back um, in the first one, they sent back his friend. Right. Happens to be his dad. And Which that is like the idea that it's sense. always
0: happened. Like right. whatever so they send back has already happened. That,
1: in that sense, it's just a loop, but then they continually just keep on sending terminators back in time. So yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Um, but Yeah. Just, uh, I agree with what you're most of what you're saying there. Dude, the CGI in this movie, I think is very, very good. Um, especially for, for 91 or whatever um the practical stuff like you said i completely agree i also think um you know the non-practical stuff the obviously the the big one is the t-1000 um i think he looks damn good i think that holds up today pretty well um and yeah i I, you had a lot of mr's thoughts i had i don't remember what y'all talked about but um, (laughs) this is i think um a classic sequel i feel like it is so difficult to to make a sequel better than the original and i do agree that this is better Obviously, like I did say, the first one is very good as well. Um, yeah, just from an action standpoint, this one's clearly better. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't think doing a sequel is necessarily easy. Um, but I think James Cameron really did a pretty good job with this movie. Just moving the characters from the first one to make them more interesting. The jump from Sarah Connor from the first movie to the second movie just makes her such a more interesting character. Obviously, much more of a badass and I think just something we can more relate to. Oh yeah. Uh, you were talking about the heart that I, I was going to say something about that. Um, I do kind of agree. The first hour of this movie is sort of just like um, John Connor just being shell-shocked, which is understandable, but it doesn't leave much time for to him to really grasp, you know, the emotions of the situation. It just goes from, you know, <laughs> two, two buff guys, you know, Shooting guns at each other for for thirty minutes, and then directly going to breaking out his mom out of a you know a psych ward. Not a ton of time for character development, you know, in the first hour. But yeah, um, I feel like you know Arnold's not the best actor, so it's it's sort of hard to do you know more emotional stuff. Um, but I think James Cameron actually made a pretty well balanced movie here. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree with what you're saying there.
0: Uh, yeah, um, and. Going back to like the uh, sequel thing, uh, Uh I think, you know, James Cameron, obviously, I'm sure he was approached pretty soon after uh, the original Terminator came out to like try and do a sequel, Um, but he waited seven years to make this movie. So um, it's clear that like thought was put into it and like they actually wanted to do it the right way instead of just like pumping out another movie. Uh, I thought it was funny that <laughs> it last... is
1: what they did for the for like the next four. So, yeah, yeah. So
0: they made this movie came out in 91. Um, I believe 2003 is when uh, Terminator three comes out and then uh, not another movie until 2009. And then they have 2009, 2015, 2019. So like in a 10 year span, they come up with three movies, whereas the first three movies came out in uh, a 20 year span. So, they were yeah. they upped the uh, <laughs> the production and lowered the quality, from what I understand. But uh yeah, the interesting thing is as
1: well, every movie after this is just complete dog shit. Um <laughs> I haven't seen all of them to be fair, but I assume the you know the fifth and the sixth one were not very good based on like the ratings and stuff. Um but I think it just shows how like thin the line is that these this franchise can be between like a, a really good movie and a really bad movie um yeah i think that's just hard to capture in action movies uh because like you said about like the heart you need to have some sort of story in these movies and i feel like uh maybe the writer's room uh you know gets like you know off the leash a little bit in the sequels because it just doesn't make any fucking sort of sense um but yeah I, I think it's just a great movie um that's pretty much all I got for initial thoughts.
0: Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I agree hundred percent with your saying. Um, I think Christian Bale is in the fourth movie, which is interesting to me. He plays John Connor in the fourth movie. Yeah. Uh, but
1: I, I have uh, seen that one. It's fucking terrible. Not good.
0: <laughs> it definitely seems like they really just like go all over the place, like with the time travel and sending people like the, it, it just gets pretty confusing and dumb from what I understand. And, I haven't seen them, and I probably uh, won't check them out anytime soon.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't. It's a waste of time, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: Let's move on to uh, our stupidest part. You
1: stupid. Uh,
0: Cody, why don't you get a start? I actually have quite a few things, but they're all kind of like one-line, surface-level stuff. But what do you got? What's your first thing?
1: Same. Yeah, I have a lot of small things. Uh, (laughs) Just uh, some stuff that just doesn't make sense to me in my head when I'm watching the movie. Uh, so yeah, the, the 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 beginning chase scene where John Connor's is on his little dirt bike, and uh, Michael Patrick, the the cop, he he's in a big ass semi, and he can't seem to catch him, even though he's on this little old dirt <laughs> bike. That doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, also, uh, Robert Michael Patrick,
0: Robert Patrick.
1: Oh, is it is it really Robert Patrick? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well tough i put michael patrick on my stuff <laughs> <laughs> also robert patrick uh riding his bicycle is his um his motorcycle up the stairs to the building uh at the end you know what? see what i'm talking about yeah where i mean why, why what does he do there he's just riding his motorcycle upstairs like that doesn't make any sort of sense that's <laughs> dumb um but yeah my t- i do have two major ones the first one is uh, he just happens to hijack. I'm talking about uh, Robert Patrick again here. He just happens to hijack the liquid nitrogen semi on the highway. Yes, and then, and then, and then and they just barrel into this. I guess it's a factory with you know just huge, huge pools of uh, just basically molten lava, which you know that's a pretty big coincidence to have you know both of those extremes on the hot and cold there. Um but yeah I mean it makes sense for the story I guess because it makes a cooler action scene um but yeah, that that is very very stupid uh what do you think about that one
0: Yeah the fact that the uh the liquid nitrogen truck uh, just so happens yeah to show up in a place where there is literally molten metal <laughs> and then the Cause it, 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 first he freezes and then he shatters, but Oh great. There's also really hot stuff right here. So he's able to right. melt again and come back together. <laughs> it's, it's all very uh, interesting how that works out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean,
1: there's really no way to defeat that guy other than, you know, those two extreme elements. And it, I'd say it's a pretty dang big coincidence that, that the, at the, uh, you know, uh, climax of the movie both of those are just you know sitting there randomly uh, yeah that's just a little gripe in, in, the, in the, uh, the writing there
0: I feel you um, I got some stuff here um, first of all I th- there's um, when Sarah Connor meets the uh, the guy who runs the laboratory um, he's played by Joe Morton his name is Miles Dawson which Joe Morton is actually the dad of cyber, Cyborg in Justice League um but okay yeah, yeah um when she like meets him and he's like she's like telling him that he's going to create basically a weapon of mass destruction and like all this stuff she like does it has this weird rant about like how he he'll never know what it's like to like have a baby and create life uh, <laughs> and all he'll ever know about is destroying life and like i get what the movie's like trying to say about like oh people who created the atomic bomb and people who create weapons and technology goes too far but just her like delivery of like oh you'll never know what it's like to have a baby <laughs> is just obvious and strange in the moment um so i thought that was really dumb uh just the fact it we're talking about time travel like the idea that they think they can change the future by destroying uh all the stuff like that'll have any effect but it seems like everything is gonna happen no matter what to me um from what i understand about the way time travel works and you would think that's the way it's gonna work but who knows um also this is a dumb gripe but sarah kind of breaks the doctor's arm at the mental hospital um and he's like Oh, you broke my arm. And she's like, You have 215 bodies. That's just one. Or you have 215 bones in the body. That's just one. But people don't have 215 bones, people have 206 bones. And (laughs) I guess Sarah Connor just doesn't know how many bones are in the human body, so that's strange. Yeah, I Um, didn't
1: catch that. Uh, That is that is funny. She doesn't know how many bones are in the human body.
0: (laughs) It's just really weird. I I don't know. Maybe in maybe in 1991 they thought differently.
1: Maybe maybe. And
0: then you know, my final thing is is why why does the Terminator have an accent? (laughs) Like, why does the futuristic (laughs) robot have uh, a weird Eastern European accent? I I don't know if that really makes a whole lot of sense, but it's badass so it yeah works I, th-
1: I think in um, i believe it is the fourth movie um they talk about who they base the terminator off of it was based off like a real guy like mm-hmm. in the real world i guess was some australian i mean austrian uh bodybuilder or something i don't know they come up with some bullshit they try and, in the fourth one yeah yeah but it, that makes it. no sense yeah yep. um but yeah i did have another big one sort of tying into what you said as well with the whole time travel thing um you know they're trying to stop this future obviously which which makes sense even in like this whole time travel thing um but in order to do that they need to destroy two things right they need to destroy the chip that dyson had um cyborg's dad he had to that would eventually create skynet the computer program and then the other thing was uh the terminator robot hand from the first one right those are the two things they need to destroy well they end up destroying those (laughs) <laughs> but they just they just happen to leave you know arnold's uh, severed arm in that machine thing um they just decide to leave that behind because you know i'm sure no one will use that in the future to help create skynet so the entire fucking movie they're <laughs> trying to destroy these two things and at the end they're just like oh yeah i forgot you lost an arm that's fucking stupid that pisses me off it's just setting up another sequel which is fine but I mean, dude, you like literally the entire um, yeah, uh, whatever motives of the movie is to destroy these things, and then you just leave another one behind for the sequel. Um, that's by far the dumbest thing in this movie, and that actually pisses me off when I saw it again because there's literally like an, an entire scene where, um, at the end where Arnold gets his arm chopped off and it's a big deal, and then nobody remembers about it like five minutes later, like, dude, you're the Terminator, you're a robot you should be like, all right, what did I come here to do? Oh, the, my main objective's not gone yet. Don't throw me in the fire. Um, but yeah, that's just fucking stupid. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. He's so set on making sure he, ki- like, kills himself, basically, but doesn't really care that that's getting left behind. Which, I mean, I guess that goes back to what I'm saying with, like, time travel, where, like, it doesn't matter what they do. it's They're literally, like, the same future is going to happen no matter what. And...
1: Right. Maybe that's just how time travel works in this universe, I guess. Uh, sort of like, um, you know, Thanos isn't inevitable. Maybe it's just inevitable this far is going to happen.
0: Maybe I the TVA know. would have shown up and uh, <laughs> put the arm yeah. there no matter what.
1: Yeah, true. They, Arnold actually went back for it, but the TVA intercepted him and, you know, destroyed the timeline. So exactly. that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh Cody... Uh, what's your favorite scene in this movie? She is very
1: gorgeous to me. Um, I got I got a few favorite scenes. Um, I still have just some some specific moments that I just love. Um, the f- the first obvious I think best scene is the chase that I was talking about with with the dirt bike and the semi. Then Arnold Arnold just comes down on this motorcycle. It's obviously not Arnold, but it's a pretty cool stunt. Um, where he it's just really well shot. Oh yeah, he booms off the off the bridge on the motorcycle pretty sick um and i just love the way he reloads his shotgun it does look like he's an actual robot just like the efficiency and the power you have to be able to do that with that's just sick um you know arnold's not a good actor but he gets great lines it's he's so he's so well written uh you know humor me here i'm gonna do some of his lines Uh, (laughs) uh the first one off the bat come with me if you want to live i mean classic that's they say that in like they say that like three times in every sequel because that's so good. Uh, then you got the "Hasta la vista, baby," where he shoots him and all falls all falling apart. And then you know the classic they stole from the first one is uh, "I'll be back." That's also they say that like fifty times. Maybe he's like I said, just great writing for him. Um, and then yeah, the the one that I was split on um, between the best scenes was was the chase and then the breakout scene of Sarah Connor. I think he's also very well done. Um, I think the CGI on the T one thousand is really at its peak there uh, when he goes through, you know, the, the the prison bars or whatever, and then you know his gun gets stuck. I think that's the best CGI in the movie by far, um, and just that whole sequence I think is actually very well done. Um, but yeah, uh, what what are your picture favorite scene?
0: Um, well, real quick, but talking about CGI again, I think like mm-hmm. the CGI almost gets better throughout the film. Like when you first see it, it's like, maybe you just get more used to it. But when you first see it, it's like, that's kind of jarring. And then it's really good in the mental hospital. I actually think it's the best when they're at the sawmill at the end. And like the, the, the bright orange light is like reflecting off the metallic um, body. And I think it, I think it looks really good there. Um, but funnily enough, those are the two, two of the three scenes I wrote down are the, the two you brought up. So that oh, yeah. first, the the bike chase scene, I just love like how well um, it's shot them driving around. There's a lot of like um, clearly a camera on another car, like behind following um, just a really great action sequence, chase sequence. Um, really awesome. And then the other one, the mental hospital escape. Uh, I think that does a really good job of just showing how much of a badass Sarah Connor is. And like, uh, Sarah Connor is a really great strong female character and she's like just beating the shit out of all these dudes at this mental hospital as she escapes um, which I just love and then the the other scene which is just kind of a minor one is like when uh, John Connor is teaching the Terminator like the lingo or like he's like no you don't say affirmative say no problemo and then he's like if you want someone to step off say hasta la vista baby and he, he's just telling him like uh, I, and then the way that ends up tying in to the end of the movie, um, I really enjoy that one. Um, and I think it's just a good interaction between uh, Eddie Furlong and Arnold Schwarzenegger there. Eddie. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think that's the best from, from Eddie
1: Furlong in this movie. Uh, just his relationship with Arnold, I think, was pretty genuine. And yeah, I do love how you know he talks about him learning, you know, new stuff from humans. And that's the biggest thing he picks up on is, is John Connor giving him all these dumb catch rages. Uh so yeah, I, I like those effects. If if we have to pick one, what what do we say is the best scene though? Which which one is your favorite out of this?
0: Um I think I feel like the bike chase might be the might be the best one just in action.
1: I think it's just such great stunt work as well. I, yeah, I it's it's just agree a, with that. It's I the most that.
0: impressive to me. And it, I think it's like, it's all in broad daylight, like on the streets of, uh, I think it's LA, right? Or somewhere in sure California. And I think that's just a lot harder to do than just like a closed setting of like, oh, we're in a mental hospital and stuff's going to like, there's going to be action. But to me, the the chase is a lot more impressive. Definitely. Um. Let's move on to who can act. Wow. Um I'll I'll get us started in this category. Go for it. Um so you know it's funny we we've, we've been talking about how bad of an actor Arnold Schwarzenegger is and I agree 100%. He's not a good actor. But he's mm-hmm. really good for this character. Uh, oh yeah. It is the like the perfect character for him. Um because he doesn't need to be he doesn't need to have a lot of emotion. He doesn't need to be super you know, relatable and human like and have a large range. He's literally playing a robot <laughs> um, <laughs> so he can, he can speak monotone. He can have the same expression. Um All he needs to do is look like a Jack dude shooting a shotgun. And you know what? He does it. He delivers the Oslo of East line perfectly. And that's all you need out of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in this role. So I'm going to say he can act in this movie. This this franchise—that's
1: that's a bold statement. Um, you took a lot of the words out of my mouth that you know I was going to say. Um, but yeah, that's still a pretty bold statement I would say. Um, I, I have a couple picks for this. Um, I think the obvious one is is Linda Hamilton. Um, just her shift from from the first one to the sequel, I think, is pretty grand. And um, you know the way that she just goes about it. Obviously, I think she had to, you know, train pretty hard for this uh we weren't in the age of you know superhero movies yet where people j- can just get jacked in like three months off of roids and stuff um and
0: yeah, the scene where she, she's like in the mental hospital is like doing pull-ups you're like whoa oh yeah
1: <laughs> like who the hell is this she's just like this scared helpless helpless lady in the first part and now she's kicking some serious ass in this one which i love um but yeah just also her performance as well uh past the action i think is pretty great you know she is a little bit just messed up in the head where she's in full protection mode at all times. And even when she's like, she see, when she sees John, you know, for the first time, like in that car chase after they get away, it's, she's still in that mode of, you know, what the hell are you doing here? You're risking your life for me. And, you know, eventually, you know, John tries to shift her to, you know, just being a mom again. I think that's pretty deep stuff, pretty hard to pull off. And I think she gives the a, probably the best performance of her career i haven't seen her much else from i'm being honest um i think she comes back for like the sixth one in the franchise i didn't see it i'm sure she's yeah, shit the like um, 2019 one
0: she's in i believe
1: yeah I, like i said i haven't seen it she's probably not good maybe she's great I, I don't know but i think this is her best performance that i've ever seen by
0: far <laughs> yeah um my other person i had was our was our other robot uh michael patrick as you referred to him or robert patrick uh t1000 um again like he doesn't have to do a whole lot but i think just like how like solid his acting is and like how uh i can't think of the the exact word i'm looking for but it's just like pinpoint accuracy like every single moment um i read that he like studied the way bald eagles move to like of how he was gonna <laughs> turn his head, <laughs> um,
1: he's just... being a bald eagle in this movie.
0: He also like did some crazy training where he would like run and only breathe through his nose, so that, like when he would run in this movie, he could not appear winded, um, which cool. I thought was really interesting. Like he just he like does... really dedicated to this role, and he looks like he's just this like killing machine throughout it. Oh
1: yeah, he definitely looks like a robot when he's running. I didn't even think about that. That that's a good point. Um, but yeah, he's he was also my second pick for uh who can act as well. I did actually put down Robert this time. So yeah, I don't know, maybe I just maybe it was a you know a typo or or autocorrect. Hey. Yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. Just a menacing, just honestly genuinely scary villain where you know, he he doesn't show any emotion at all during the entire movie. He's literally just there for one reason. I and mean, you know, that's that's to kill this little kid. Um and yeah, I mean The CGI on him, I think, does make his performance a little bit easier um, because he doesn't have a ton of facial, like, you know, emotion to show. It's just more of, like, that resting resting face of, you know, I'm going to kill this kid. Um, Yeah, again, with Linda Hamilton, I don't think I've seen this guy in much after this. It's kind of tough because I think he's very, very good. But, yeah. Robert Patrick, yeah. Maybe if you were in more things, I would know your first name, but (laughs) that's just how it goes sometimes, I guess.
0: (laughs) I've seen him in something because like when I saw his face in this, I was like, he looks really familiar, but I honestly have no idea what it what it could be that I that I know him from. But I don't know what I'll do. I'll look it up if you (laughs) want. No, it's good. Uh you want to move on to uh our who can't act in this movie.
1: Yeah, let's go started? for it. I will definitely start. Uh, yeah, my first pick, you know, I hate to say it, but I'll, I'm going to throw Arnold, Arnold <laughs> under the bus here. Uh, he's, just, he's just not a good actor straight up. I mean, <laughs> the, like you were saying, I was going to say the exact same thing, basically. This is a perfect role for him because when he's talking, like normally, he just sounds like a robot. Um, so, yeah, this is a, obviously great casting and the perfect role for him. But, I mean, in general, I would say he definitely can't act. Um, Just, you know, some of the dialogue comes out a little bit cheesy still in this movie. Um, I do still like him in this movie. The thing about it is there's not a ton of actors that you can really choose from here. Unless you just want to go, like, extremely niche from, like, one scene. Um, But I'd say, in general, he is the worst actor in this movie. Not that he's bad at all in this movie. I just think he can't can't act straight up. (laughs)
0: That's fair. I mean, yeah, he he can't act at all, but <laughs> <laughs> this is the perfect role for him. He's not terrible in the but yeah, I'm am an idiot. Uh, yeah, Robert Patrick is actually in The Sopranos. Uh, not like as a main oh, character, but he's he's literally in the episode that I was watching today. He like plays a character <laughs> in the like the middle part of season two. Really? Uh, so yeah, he he plays this like guy who owes Tony Soprano money. And he's like the the father of one of his daughter's friends, but so yeah, that's where I know. <laughs> I was like, I swear I've seen this dude before, and it was, was literally earlier earlier today um, I agree with what you're saying also where uh there's not really like a singular person that I want to pick for this, or like like maybe there's one or two scenes that aren't great um i I don't really have anyone uh i other than i don't think mr uh whatever his name is dyson dyson boy he's Mm -hmm. he's just kind of okay in this he doesn't really have a whole lot to do but um yeah just not a huge fan of his performance but not even anything specific that i can pinpoint about it wow Um, dude also the oh letting everybody off the hook the psych doctor uh when when he does break his arm, is a little <laughs> bit, is is not very good.
1: <laughs> oh you broke my arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of him right now. I didn't put him down, but that guy's not great. We got we we probably could have picked into that guy's lines a little more. His name I is did, Dr. Uh,
0: Silverman. He's played by Earl Bowen. Earl. Come on, Earl. Earl.
1: Uh Earl's yeah, not great. I did I did also um put down for this um the the old introducing Eddie Furlong, um, you know he, he's also pretty good in this, but there are a few like lines and scenes that I'm like I right, I think you're trying a little bit too too hard here, kid. Uh, obviously, he's like I don't know, twelve for the, for this role. He's pretty he's pretty good. I just think it's nothing special. Kind of not believable at times, like I was saying. Um, and again, after this and you know American History X, which I actually think is very good, in, uh, he kind of just fell off the map. I think he had probably a bunch of personal stuff going on obviously kid in hollywood it's not easy a lot of people obviously have Does issues not look on.
0: great now if you look up what he looks like now it's uh yeah no, I,
1: I have seen recent pictures of him hasn't aged you know the best Yeah, you know, i probably haven't either so i shouldn't talk crap um <laughs> but, but yeah i would say he's acting a little spotty in the movie at times
0: yeah i think he was maybe in the most recent one but i don't know like how much or oh really yeah that'd be cool actually yeah, I, there's I been so many guy. different people that have played john connor across these movies because there's a oh, different yeah. one in the third <laughs> movie the christian bale plays him at one point yeah there's a lot of john connor actors out there
1: oh what's that one guy's name who uh there was one of the movies where they showed in the trailer he was the terminator um shit dude i know the actor's name i can't fucking it forever. that's tough yeah dude I mean, the pool of actors who have played John Connor is about as big as they can get at this point, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I might get casting a new one. I don't know if they're just throwing anybody in their role.
0: Well, speaking of doing some casting and maybe making some changes, uh, let's move on to the recast.
1: You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired.
0: You know, maybe you can pick a new John Connor here. Cody, what are you thinking? Who do you want to what do you want to change around about this movie?
1: You know what, dude? You know me too well. Uh, my first pick, <laughs> we're getting Eddie out of here. You know, like I said, pretty good for a kid. But you know, you know who is a better kid actor than? Uh,
0: is it the kid than, from uh, the Princess Bride?
1: <laughs> Eddie Prolong? Uh, no, it's not. It's not the kid from the Princess Bride. Um, it's actually, you know, a, lo- a young Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, you're a boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I all right. This pick specifically for you, I want the. Uh, Who's eating Gilbert Grape, uh, Leo, in this movie? I think he just adds a little bit more emotional depth to the character. Sort of what you were saying, you know, add a little bit of heart to this movie. Get, get, get a kid who can, you know, start crying when he sees his mom, blah, 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 all that crap. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's young Leo. You're not going to say no to young Leo in many of these roles. And I think he actually fits it pretty well. Um, so, yeah, that's my first pick. I think I actually, you know, killed the picks this week. Uh, yeah, what do you think about that?
0: I hey i love that and you know what that's him and james cameron working together a little earlier in their careers exactly i forgot about that um, yeah yeah a little pre-titanic work together and that that, it's a great pick cody i i really respect it um (laughs) if if you if if you were to make the terminator today cody who (laughs) would play the terminator who would who would play the terminator
1: well, uh, I don't know if I want to spoil my next pick, but <laughs> I want to hear yours. First.
0: Well, I made this pick for you. Uh,
1: uh, is it Dave Batista?
0: <laughs> You're damn right, it's Dave Batista.
1: <laughs> I almost picked him, dude. I almost did.
0: <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start the franchise over. New Terminator. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Dave Batista. You know. The Rock maybe would get thrown around. Maybe John Cena, you know, some wrestlers, some big dudes, but John Cena. none of them, they can't, they can't, they can't do what Dave Batista can do. That's a serious yeah. actor right there. Uh, I think he probably is a lot better of an actor than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, but I think he can, he could do the flat a lot better than, you know, someone like Ro- The Rock or uh, actually, I heard The Rock isn't going by The Rock anymore. It's only Dwayne Johnson. So Dwayne right. Johnson and John Cena. Uh the two of them are a lot more charismatic, but I think Dave Batista has the ability to play like a really laid back and like just stone faced only uh character, so I want dave DeB- Bautista, Batista the Terminator with an Austrian accent, of course, Dave Batista with an Austrian
1: accent <laughs> sure uh I think we're just sucking up to each other this week so. <laughs> <laughs> <That was> just... <laughs> we knew the other one like uh but yeah, I can't argue with anything you say there dave Batista great actor uh iconic. I don't know about the Austrian accent, but <laughs> I'll give it to you anyways. Um, but, yeah, strangely enough, I also wanted to replace Arnold. And, you know, looking back at it, I kind of agree with you. I think I should have gone for Dave Batista, But, uh, you know, I threw The Rock out there anyways. Um, I don't want an Austrian accent from The Rock. And, you know, he is super menacing, but also a little bit charismatic, like you were saying.
0: And yeah, I think that's my do- only issue. Yeah. It's just be too charismatic.
1: I think you just need a a sort of a balance of that because arnold obviously he does have you know those funny lines those cheesy lines you do need some sort of charisma in that role um but you know what dude i'm just gonna scratch that and i'm picking Dave batista as well (laughs) so so, so yeah uh good call we, we should just you know use the time travel rules in this movie go back in time just take arnold out of the picture take eddie furlong out of the picture throw in young leo and uh you know, bring Dave Batista, I guess, back in time with us and just remake this movie because so I think that would be
0: absolutely golden. Yeah, and then also what we can do is is we can take Linda Hamilton out and we can put <laughs> <laughs> Nope, you're
1: done. You lost me, kid. <laughs>
0: and you can put Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> oh as a replacement. God. Who doesn't You'll love Who doesn't love Jamie Lee Curtis? Parent Trap, uh, Halloween, uh, Knives Out, iconic actress. She's uh, in the Parent Trap. She's an old white lady, just like Linda Hamilton is also now an old white lady. So not Parent Trap. Uh, Freaky Friday is what I meant to say. Oh, okay.
1: I was just—I don't think she's in the Parent Trap.
0: Freaky <laughs> <30 laughs> Friday, same thing. They yeah, both yeah. children. Yeah, you—they
1: do look alike as well. but Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, so that—that that was my only reason for picking. I just wanted to pick a a white lady from the seventies and eighties. Do you Who think she'd be? <laughs> Here's the question, be, though.
1: Okay, yeah, go ahead.
0: Who's remained more culturally relevant? Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Sure. Uh, yeah, Linda How was in nothing. Do you think she'd be committed enough to the role to, you know, start working out and do pull ups and stuff? Though? Oh, so yeah. absolutely. some hard absolutely. work. She's a bad. No Listen, I've
0: never seen any of the Halloween movies, but like in the new one, she's quite the badass as well, from what I understand from the trailer. So I guess she's like an action star now. She could do it. Yeah.
1: All right. Good pick good points good points
0: <laughs> you convince me i have to i have to have one that's gonna make you a little mad so every week yeah
1: that's that's a shit pick but uh i don't mind it too much
0: we might just have to turn this into the where do we put dave batista in every movie podcast honestly
1: <laughs> that just be our new category <laughs> for season three which is like just three different dave batista categories
0: there's a one of one of the podcasts I listen to called the Rewatchables, and they they do something very similar where they'll watch a movie. Um, but for that podcast, they at one point one of their categories was like, uh, "Would this movie be better if Danny Trejo was in it?" And I think usually the answer was yes, because I mean, why wouldn't it be? But... Yeah,
1: you could throw them in any movie, You'd make it better, probably.
0: Absolutely. All right, why don't we uh, take a quick ad break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. (laughs) Next, we're going to move on to... That was a
1: fast ad break.
0: (laughs) That was crazy. But uh, you should check out Anchor, from what I've heard. Uh, Welcome to the Academy, Cody.
1: There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture.
0: What awards are you giving this movie? I guess, let me preface this really quickly. Uh, The Terminator Mm -hmm. was actually nominated for six Academy Awards. It won four of them. Uh, I was wow. nominated for best cinematography, best film editing, and then it was nominated and won for best makeup, best sound, best sound effects editing, and best visual effects. So,
1: gotcha. That was for this one or the original? This
0: one. This one. T two.
1: Wow, that's pretty impressive. Honestly, the, actually the uh, the first Terminator. Well
0: I don't know if the first Terminator was nominated for anything, but it definitely did not win anything. It's possible gotcha. it wasn't even nominated.
1: Yeah, I think the first one was more um, more low-key, like indie, like super indie. I think the budget was tiny on that one. I don't know if a ton of people saw it. This one, um, obviously a lot more big-budgeted, big CGI. Can confirm.
0: Previous did not even receive a nomination. Wow, that's tough. So I think that one actually
1: deserves deserved some nods as well. Um, yeah, to uh, to bounce off that, I have two, um, two things I'm giving an Oscar for, and they kind of go hand-in-hand. Hand. Uh, the first one is the best practical robot effects um i think uh you know the beginning sort of opening scene where you know you got the machines fighting fighting humans i mean that looks pretty dang good uh those those uh just metal terminator machines down to their core just look great i think and then yeah like you were saying and the initial thoughts you know arnold's look of you know the metal coming out of his face um obviously when he cuts his arm open that looks so good um just his, his metal hand moving in front of uh, Dyson's face, I think that's pretty good as well. Um, and then, yeah, my second Oscar I want to give this movie is a uh, the best CGI robot effects of the nineties. Um, Ooh, the whole decade, yeah, that, exactly. I think and this is the early nineties as well. So, I mean, to them, for them to pull off the T one thousand like they did, um, there are some you know iffy spots. But I think the scenes that you remember the most um, are the ones they do that CGI very well. And the, the escape scene, like I mentioned earlier, where he goes to the, those those bars, that looks so good. That holds up so well today. It's it's hard to believe, honestly. Um, and then yeah, at the end, where like you're saying the the um, the like yellow lighting on the liquid, um, you know T1000. I think that
0: looks great as well.
1: Um, so yeah, just big props to cgi in my uh, my oscar round here
0: yeah those those are two good nods man uh shout out to everything they Appreciate did in this movie uh i've got uh i'm gonna give this movie an award for uh best adr um but this could all be based on a lie so i, I read somewhere that like 95 percent of the dialogue that eddie furlong did in this movie while he was shooting it he had to re-record after the fact um, which I can't really tell when it happens, but apparently, like his voice changed, like as he was filming. <laughs> so <laughs> they had to like in post production go back in and like have him re-record all of his dialogue over uh, over top. And uh, I think the only like part that they didn't replace is when he's talking about like what tears mean because they wanted it to be like a little bit more um, childlike in the way that the conversation was, <laughs> but. <sighs> So, how, yeah.
1: how long were they filming this movie where his voice changed that
0: drastically? I don't know. I guess he hit puberty, man. It hit him like a bracket. <laughs> <laughs> <And> That's then... <laughs> crazy.
1: I did not know that. That's interesting.
0: And then uh, I'll just, you know, I'm going to give it the award for best robot. Um, just in 1991. There's been plenty of better robots since then. Uh, sure. BB-8. Great robot. Great guy. Uh, the robots from iRobot are cool.
1: Nah, those suck.
0: And uh, yeah, those are those are two good robots that are better. But we'll give this the best robot of 1991.
1: What about Wally?
0: Wally, fantastic robot. Um, probably the best robot of all time, maybe.
1: Nah, I'd say R2.
0: You know what? R2D2 saw everything and never told anyone. He knew Luke's father was Darth Vader, and he didn't tell anyone. So fuck RTD too. Uh, he uh,
1: he might have gotten wiped. I don't know. A little iffy in there. Three
0: PO gets wiped, um, but that's, I don't think RTD. That's D2 probably does. Um,
1: Well, that's just George Lucas's fault for you know recounting the prequels. That's Transformers.
0: That's those are good
1: robots. No chance. Ultron.
0: <laughs> Vision.
1: Yeah, Vision's all right.
0: The robots from Real Steel. Now there's. Ult- there's a
1: robot. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Being honest. You've
0: never seen Real Steel? Oh my.
1: Not a big human Jackman guy.
0: What about Pacific Rim?
1: I haven't seen that either.
0: There's some robots. Those aren't actually
1: robots, though. They're just things being controlled by humans.
0: You're, are you saying a robot can't be controlled by a human being? They don't have a conscience, do
1: they? It's just a big metal thing.
0: Well, that's, A robot doesn't have a conscience. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you might have gotten me there, but most of those robots you're talking about do have cops.
0: What about RoboCop?
1: Yeah, he's cool. I like him. All Good right. guy. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about.
0: That's Robot, 1991.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you got any more Oscar picks? That's no, it. That's I, all I got. Yeah, I don't know either.
0: This movie Good won choice. some real ones, so they don't need any love from us. Exactly. This category is better for the underappreciated movie. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> we'll move on to our movie detail trivia. Naked grandma, Naked, huh? I think I, I got two pretty good questions here. How many questions you got? Hey, um, I do have two, but one of them is kind of a gimme.
1: Uh, okay, so yeah, I, I'll just start off with. We'll get one. started
0: with the easy one, yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, this one doesn't have multiple choice because
0: it's very easy, and we were kind of talking about it earlier.
1: Um, yeah, how many uh, Terminator movies have actually been made? and produced
0: and released uh, i believe six movies is the end.
1: yeah that, that is correct
0: so can yeah. i let's see if i can name them all oh i don't actually the third one is <laughs> rise of the machines yes and then there's i know I, there's I genesis the and dark ones. fate yeah i, think, I don't that's know what the, the fourth sixth. one is i called. don't
1: remember what the fourth one's called either i think it's just one word
0: it might be salvation so, yeah that's it
1: i think uh yeah. I think the best title there is probably you know the sixth. I mean, uh, outside of the first two, is um the last one. I think Dark Fate is a great title, and you know they waited six movies to, t- to use that. Genesis is
0: by far the worst. They didn't even spell it right. They put a Y in
1: it for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. I haven't seen the
0: movie, so I can't tell you what the reason is. But
1: <laughs> I don't know why they gave it a Y. I, Judgment I Day. Why guys...
0: Judgment Day is a great name.
1: Oh yeah, that's a great name. Uh. Yeah, that's about it. Judgment Day and Dark Fate are the only good names. But yeah, right. uh, let's let's go to your one of your uh, weird movie trivia questions. All right,
0: so... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger had a salary for this movie. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't want mm. you doing any crazy math in your head. Okay. He had a salary of blank million dollars, okay? Yeah. Sure. In the movie, he says 700 words total. Okay. So if you were to assume the amount he is paid per word... The question is, how much was he paid per word? Uh, <laughs> I, will give you, I will give you multiple okay. choice. That's nice. Was he paid approximately $10,000 per word, $20,000 per word, $40,000 per word, or $50,000 per word?
1: Oh, man. This is a good question. Seven hundred words in the entire movie. How much do I think he was paid? I think he was paid a shit ton. Uh, it, it is hard to judge because this is a sequel. But I do know the first one was very low budget, and I think it did make it, you know a decent amount of money back. So they did greenlight you know a bigger, bigger budget. And he is top billing. His name comes up you know right after the credits, and nobody else's name really does. Um. Oh yeah, one thing we did, I forgot to mention. This this movie's got a badass theme song, dude. At the beginning. Terminator 2, Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like? dun 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 Classic. Uh, yeah, I'm just stalling basically. Um I In
0: think it is, 20, I, 40, or 50.
1: Yeah, I think it's one of the top two. I want to say 50, but I don't think you'd put it at the end. I'm going to say uh 40, right? That was the third one?
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. The answer is twenty thousand dollars damn it. <laughs> uh, to be problem. exact he was paid 15 million dollars to be exact it would be twenty one thousand four hundred and twenty nine dollars per word uttered yeah making hasta la vista baby cost eighty five thousand dollars just for him to, <laughs> to say that which time so right. he says it twice right so
1: yeah that's great research i, res- I respect that that's a good question thank you <laughs> <laughs> damn it dude all right uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, my question next, you know, try to stump you here. Um, this is a little bit more difficult one. Uh, so, yeah, you remember uh, John Connor's friend at the beginning who has a, you know, just a badass moment. Remember that guy?
0: You're going to ask me his name?
1: <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, so what's his name? I got some options
0: here if you want to hear. Yeah, I'd, I'd love options.
1: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, spoiler alert, it starts with a T. Um, so, yeah, is his first name Tim or Tom or Ted, <laughs> so mullet boy. Which which one of these is the most mullet name?
0: Tim, see, I was Tom, thinking Tyler, Ted. but uh, no,
1: no, no Tyler here.
0: Tim, Tom, or Ted? I don't think it's Ted. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna roll Ted out. Bold, bold statement. Might be wrong, but I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go Timmy, Tommy. I'm gonna go Tom. <laughs> Uh, that's a grunt it is tim you did Damn. have the 50 50 split down uh tough stuff man.
1: we're just bringing two hard questions this week i think
0: yeah uh i, I got another one i got another one mm-hmm. here and there there is no multiple choice but i might be able to give you Uh-oh. some hints. but All right, go for it it's not terrible so um we talked about how this movie won an academy award actually won four different academy awards mm. um while it's predecessor the original Terminator was nominated for zero Academy Awards only two other sequels have ever won an Academy Award when the previous installment was not nominated whatsoever do you know can you name either of those sequels
1: (laughs) okay I thought you were going to ask um...
0: this is the only movie Terminator 2 is the only movie to do it in the 20th century so these are both movies that have come out uh, in the 2000s or 2010s.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Big sequelitis in, in Hollywood these days. True. <sighs> you know, my my thoughts for some reason uh, go straight to Star Wars. Um, but that could be off. Because um, probably the original, I mean, well, I don't even know if you would count The Force Awakens as the first. Um, but yeah, my second thought is Lord of the Rings. Uh maybe maybe the first one won an award. It probably did, honestly. Those are well highly regarded. It's movies. just
0: that the the previous installment wasn't nominated at all. Wasn't nominated, right? So
1: the the first um Lord of the Rings was probably nominated for something, technically
0: standpoint. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking of trying to think of good sequels with you know not great first movies. I feel like there's not a lot of them.
0: I will say one of them uh it's probably not even that great of a movie. <laughs> but I'll, here I'll i g- I'll give you a hint. So sure. One of them is is a pretty good movie. Uh, a lot of people think it's one of the better movies of the 2010s. And it is a movie we watched together uh in Hilltop. In Hilltop. It's an well insane movie. An insane movie. Well,
1: uh and its sequel and its
0: previous I, I... movie came out like over 20 years prior
1: oh okay yeah i know what you're talking about uh <laughs> yeah that movie is insane uh <laughs> yeah that that does make sense uh, i would have never gotten that in a million years talking about um uh mad max fury road obviously that movie's <laughs> fucking insane i i <laughs> there's really no other way to describe it um is the other one the dark knight that would make sense no, i don't think it's, it's not. not no Batman Begins was nominated for something. That's some b- baloney. I don't think that thing. It had to be something technical. Obviously, nothing actor-wise. Uh, but yeah, I would have never gotten uh Fury Road in a million years. Uh, my other thought that I had was Avengers Endgame. I think that was nominated for something, and I doubt any of the other Avengers
0: movies. Well, are. it has to, the sequel has to have won something, I don't think Endgame. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, you know, this <laughs> is tough. What What was Batman Begins nominated for? I would, tell Tell me about the other one. What's the other one? I'm, I'm uh, sure it's not The Dark Knight.
0: The Born Ultimatum.
1: <laughs> oh, how did I not get that? <laughs> what was like What classic, did I win?
0: Uh, b- uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> wow, great research! All right, hold on. Let me look up what the Batman Begins.
0: But has the oh, Dark Batman, but
1: Batman the Begins dark- was nominated for one category and that was best cinematography so i was mm-hmm. close on that one that was a good thought for me uh but yeah that, that's a pretty hard one
0: what did the dark knight win though even best supporting actor? Oh, best supporting actor yeah, <laughs> come on my bad my come on bro yeah so i think that was kind of a you know a meatball pitch there of a question but you you whiffed on so. us <laughs> <laughs> that's tough dude yeah Couldn't, couldn't come through on it.
1: Couldn't couldn't pull out the easy one. I guess zero for two this week for me. Tough tough look.
0: Dark Knight also won best sound editing. So
1: yeah, I mean that makes sense. That's a pretty dang good movie. Really. It was also nominated for best picture, which it was is not like easy like to do.
0: Eight eight categories. Yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, so uh zero for two this week, Cody on my it's questions. Tough. You said
1: good trivia, man. I brought I think the, the heat better, this week. Yeah, the better trivia you bring, the definitely harder it is. So I, I don't mind. I don't mind being wrong when it's good trivia. All
0: right. Uh, now we're going to move on to our pitch. Uh, Cody, pitch me. Actually, I want to start
1: here. Go for <laughs> um, it. I'd love to hear your pitch.
0: <laughs> my pitch is that they've made too many things in this <laughs> franchise and I would rather they not make any more. Listen, you know, We've said it a lot this episode. Um, I haven't seen three, four, (laughs) five, or six. Don't watch them. I can just assume they're not very good. And that's uh, a good assumption. Let's let's not make any more of them, you know? Uh, If we do want to, you know, continue with some of these characters, we take the Terminator and um, we don't put him in any, you know, parallel situations. Uh, He's going to star in a sitcom that's a buddy cop movie with uh, him and then also the T 1000 and the two of them together are going to, you know, hunt down crime, you know, have some
1: jokes,
0: (laughs) uh, you know, run into some interesting characters, uh, you know, whatever it may be, you know, or if we don't want that, then we'll pair him alongside The Rock, who's also playing some sort of futuristic robot. They're basically both RoboCop, um, but, you know, they're just, they're just having a good time, sharing some laughs and, you know, vibing.
1: I'm I'm on board with that. If Dave Batista is uh is the Terminator, if you throw Dave Batista in The Rock, and you know, in a buddy cop series, that that's not missing. I'm I'm not missing an episode of that. Uh, so yeah, I back that. Um, I I agree with what you're saying. This is not an easy one to um you know pitch sequel or something around because you know, my God, what what have they all. gone yeah. after in this? Yeah. So, so basically, my my thought process is, um actually take an interesting idea that they tried and maybe do it again or i guess not do it again you know go back in time and, and change a couple things um so yeah what i want to do is make a remake of the fourth movie which um was the one with christian bale uh which is actually the one i think um uh, maybe had the most potential um obviously three is pretty shit you haven't seen it but it's not good um the fourth is, one is that
0: the female terminator or female yeah robot She's
1: not the problem in that uh, she's actually a pretty good villain. It's just the story's wonky. Um, Yeah. The fourth one, I think is actually very interesting premise in that it's based around, you know, the robot war that we've all been building to throughout the, throughout the story. Um, And I just think that's, that's honestly so interesting just from a story storytelling standpoint. I can't talk today with alliterations. Um, Yeah. It's just, I think you can make a really sick, like gritty post-apocalyptic war movie against robots I feel like we kind of haven't seen like you You would think that we would have seen that already but I feel like there is new stuff you could do with that just like a unique and sort of interesting story to tell um and yeah they got Christian Bale to do it like you got a very very good actor to play John Connor and you know the story was just whatever I know they had a lot of writing issues uh, there's videos of Christian Bale like losing his mind on on the director and other other people on set, which you know is a tough look, but it's probably justified because they're a whole bunch of idiots. Uh, yeah, I think just a, an actual, you know, another shot at that movie could actually be good, especially if you have an actor like that attached. Um, but yeah, it, like like we were saying, it's it's pretty hard to pitch anything for this.
0: Yeah, it, it it's definitely like. They they have done it all. They've done it all poorly.
1: They've literally done everything possible. So, so yeah.
0: yeah, not not really much more to go to this. Um, now let's move on to uh, our rating of this movie. You're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong. Am I wrong? My favorite... Um, I will get it started, and I'm going to give this movie out of sixty nine, a forty nine out of sixty nine. So. That's one point lower than I went last week with Interstellar. Um, you know, a lot of people oh, really,
1: man.
0: a lot of people love this movie. Like I, I was seeing on on Letterboxd, uh, it's got like a 4.2 out of 5 average rating. And like a lot of the people that I'm friends with on there, like five stars, four and a half stars. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't connect with the story all that much. Um, I just don't find it like super interesting. Like it's a great action movie, but I feel like there's so many things that are like a lot better you know
1: it's fair i would say um movie's definitely baron interstellar but um yeah (laughs) i mean it is uh the first time you're watching it that hasn't really sunk in maybe uh i mean yeah i agree there's just some movies where you know people are like i love this and i'm just like i don't really connect with it that much and it might just be like certain characters or or certain other things um yeah my rating i think this is a great movie um obviously it's my pick so I think it's decent enough to, to share it with everybody else. And out of 69, I, I was I was hovering around the the, the higher 50s, um, lower 60s range. I think I'm going to go with a 58 out of 69. Um, it's just, I think it's, it's one of the better executed action movies. I don't know if that's, you know, one of the like top five or top 10 action movies. But it's just a movie I really enjoy. And yeah, basically everything else thing before. I think this is a very good movie. Not not the best acting, not the best, you know, everything, but just overall pretty good. So yeah, fifty eight well, or sixty nine. I think it's pretty fair.
0: That is uh, yeah, it's a good score. Um, you know, a lot of people consider this to be the greatest sequel of all time. Do you do you hold that or no?
1: Uh, I think the greatest sequel of all time is is undoubtedly The Dark
0: Knight. Um, <laughs>
1: Well, that's got a pretty good argument. I was going to say that the Empire Strikes Back. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah, the, okay, the that's dark, fair as well. The Dark Knight is a very, very good sequel. But yeah, yeah. I think I don't think anything beats I don't, you know, I don't think from this... one movie to another, the Empire Strikes Back.
0: This is probably a top seven, eight, maybe. See, I don't know exactly. I'd have to really look at it. but It's
1: probably top 10 uh, sequel, probably top 10 action movie. Like it, It's good enough to be in those conversations.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, movie ahead of its time. Really cool concept. Um, like we said, you know, they end up kind of running the, the ideas dry and going in a rough direction. But I think for, you know, making this movie in 1991, very successful movie, very well done. Um, and if they had ended the franchise here, you know, that would have Nobody been a lot better. would have yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have cried? But to be fair, <laughs> no franchise can ever end. Welcome That's true. to This is well, Capitalism. Co- capitalism breeds innovation
1: <laughs> welcome to capitalism
0: that's funny <sighs> all right um cody got any recommendations got anything you've been watching recently uh,
1: i have been watching some stuff recently uh i caught uh, war dogs on netflix mm. haven't, uh that was my first time seeing that what'd you think um i thought it was interesting i thought it was you know it's an interesting story i don't know if it was directed extremely well uh but i thought the performances were what carried it just um you know jonah hill and, and miles teller's chemistry i thought was very good um, to Anna yeah. too
0: right she, she plays his girlfriend yeah. yeah yeah she's not great in it i,
1: I think she's better <laughs> in other things <laughs> i think yeah. that's like her first one of her few, first few movies i've definitely seen her a lot better in other stuff obviously on knives out um yeah that's sort of just a, a middle tier movie i thought i've also um just some random stuff I've been watching. I've been watching a lot of Family Feud recently. Not oh, sure why. Okay. I... <laughs> uh,
0: like yeah, full but... episodes or just like clips?
1: The uh, full episodes. I okay. I guess um my uh our cable has the game show network and they got me hooked on. It. I don't know. Steve Harvey's <laughs> just he cracks me up. I don't know. Dude, Steve Harvey
0: is. is a great host of that show. Like it oh yeah
1: super underrated comic i think yeah um so yeah i've been watching that and then lastly you know big big announcement here um survivor 41 is back baby oh man (laughs) new season is coming out um i believe in september maybe before then um so yeah get hype jeff Jeff probes made a big announcement on twitter saying you know it's a brand new show, uh, so I I don't know. He said it's more dangerous or something, so maybe they're killing people off when they get voted out. Um, but yeah, I'm jacked. The world is jacked. Who isn't excited for season forty-one? You know.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's very true. I'm super excited for that. Uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do a deep dive when when that comes <laughs> out and really talk about it. <laughs> you know,
1: I'm down. Yeah, weekly updates. <laughs> don't have to convince me.
0: Um, for me. Uh, I watched a few things. I checked out the uh, that Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Pretty it have in- a, it's got that chick uh, that from Stranger
0: Things, doesn't it? Yeah, Sadie Sink, I Sadie think. Sadie Sink, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays the one girl. Um, yeah, she's in it. Um, the other girl from Stranger Things, uh, Maya Hawk, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter is in it. Mm-hmm. Well, she's in the first one, and she dies in the first 10 minutes. But
1: Well, spoiler uh, alert, dude
0: yeah we got Maya hawk baited but uh checked out that trilogy it's uh not great to be entirely honest it's a really cool concept the way they did it you know making three different movies releasing them weekly as almost like a little tv mini series but they're actually movies that come out every week um story connected together i thought they progressively got better but um wasn't a huge fan
1: it's not surprising i feel like yeah
0: not not the greatest thing. <laughs> not going to be I any, won't best check it out, not any best yeah. picture winners in there. Um, <laughs> I watched the new Space Jam movie as well. Did you?
1: I need to watch it.
0: What yeah, do you think I about gotta it? Gotta check that out. Um, it's it's definitely not as good as the first one, in my opinion. Uh, the yeah. first twenty minutes of the movie are like god awful, like horrible, <laughs> horrible. Some of the worst thing I've ever watched. And then he goes into the the world of the Looney Tunes and Warner Brothers, and it, and it gets a lot better from there. Um, the way the game even itself is played is just like these arbitrary points, and it's just all kind of dumb. And it's literally just you get to see Casablanca, I guess. So that's fun for children. Let's <laughs> go,
1: cool. yeah.
0: Children really enjoy that. Um, and then. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's hard to be better than the original,
0: especially just like from a nostalgia
1: factor. Like, right, but yeah, yeah, I'll still probably check it out because who, no, who yeah,
0: it's it, it's worth a watch. But um, it's LeBron, still shit. Probably LeBron not a great actor. There's like <laughs> they they have this weird the weird the main storyline of it is that like he's not a good dad to his kid, which I thought was like I'm a sure. weird direction to take it because I feel like LeBron's actually a pretty decent father. Like it seems like. Uh, but in this movie he's not, man. He's a hater and that like causes the main conflict. Oh tough.
1: Yeah, that's bad writing for him, I guess. That's, yeah, wrong with it.
0: Um, and then the, the, the big thing that I will uh recommend to people. Um I, <laughs> I watched Minari finally, which is uh was nominated for best picture, uh Steven Yin was nominated for uh best actor, as well as um, I believe is nominated. Uh Lee Isaac Chung was nominated for best director. And then the woman, I can't remember her name. Um, she plays the grandma in the movie. And she she actually won Best Supporting actor Actress for her uh, performance in this movie. And honestly, like a really great heartfelt movie, um, just about like, you know, a little bit, the American dream, a, a family, a Korean family growing up in like middle America um, in the 80s. Um, just a really beautiful story. Um, so I would definitely recommend it for anybody to check out. Um, really enjoyed it. So. Definitely. Big Steven Yin guy. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's going to be in the uh, new Jordan Peele movie. Oh, also, Steven Yin oh, yeah. is, uh, Steven Yin is uh, in in Space Jam. <laughs> is he really? Wow. Yeah, him, what a coincidence. Him and Sarah Silverman uh, play like these executives at Warner Brothers. And they, they maybe have like two lines. It's really strange <laughs> that it's like really? them playing the characters. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's, he's in Space Jam. So shout out to him. That's funny. Yeah. He's in something else that's coming out soon, I think. But I don't
1: know. Uh Walking Dead.
0: I'm pretty sure he died, but I yeah, can't. he got his head.
1: He got his head bashed in.
0: Can't speak to that. He he, put, he voices a character in that Invincible TV show. I've been meaning to check that out. I've heard really good things.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Should probably watch
0: it. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we might uh bring a guest on next week, so Be on the lookout lookout for that one. Uh, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Stay capping. And uh, (laughs) Cody, do you have anything specific that you might want (laughs) to say? Deemed deemed towards the movie that we just watched.
1: Hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back. (laughs) We'll be back. (laughs)